everybody hi we are here this is john brennan and reeves we have a very special guest today um and we're really excited about this because so many questions so many uh pieces of information that we're going to get um we'll start off by the introduction this is mr chef des here that's chef d-e-z hello hey how are you great thank you so much for uh joining us this is really exciting we have a bunch of questions for you okay um the first thing that we want to start with is your experiences with Elvis and the ghost at Graceland, or at least the the picture of the ghost. We'll see what we think about the theories and things like that. So if you could sort of explain your origins of, uh, you know, your fandom with Elvis, and then get into what happened with the picture. Yeah, you bet. Hey, I, I can talk for hours, so please interrupt me whenever you can. Uh, long story short, always been an Elvis fan since I was a little boy. He died when I was 10 years old. So I was 10 in 1977. Uh, I actually went to his house in Beverly Hills in 1975. And I have a great video on my, the photo we took there and a great story of my family getting up to his front door. Um, but anyway, always been a fan, always wanted to go to Graceland, never did get to see him in concert, unfortunately. But we went there, or sorry, I went there in 20, trying to think of 2018 in October, I hosted a culinary tour through the South. So Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans, it's called the Spoons and Tunes Culinary Tour. But I had 20 guests. We went to Graceland, obviously, and I did the whole tour. And and my headspace wasn't there because I was just so concerned about my guests. We got a chance, my wife and I and uh, two of my kids, we went to Florida. And on the way back, we stopped in it. In Memphis and went to Graceland and just did the morning sort of tour of his of his uh, meditation gardens and my family was great they let me have all the time I need to sort of really take in the moment and so we did and as we were walking down the driveway to leave I was walking with my my wife and kids and I was saying to her like Matt look at these trees like if this tree these trees could talk it would be amazing and I just felt compelled to turn around and take a picture of the trees <laughs> And I was like, oh, not not a picture of Graceland, not a picture of the wall with all the of the trees. And so I did. And we, you know, had a moment in our Jeep outside the wall and, and playing some of his music. Then we left. Stayed in Nashville that night. And in the hotel room, I was just reviewing my photos, all digital, of course, nowadays, reviewing the photos because we had stayed at the Marshall House the night before in Savannah, which is supposedly the most haunted place in the world. So my daughter and I we were trying to see if there's any ghost images in there and there wasn't. So she went on to her own thing. I just kept looking at the photos and I came across this one photo of the trees in Graceland. And there's something different about it. there's something in the background, but it sort of overlaps one of the trees too. So my first thought was like, look at this, something different, enlarged it. And in my opinion, you could sort of see Elvis's face with the glasses and so on and so forth. And the some people, I mean, oh my goodness, there's nasty people out there. The people have, you know, told me I'm on crack, you know, get a life. Yeah, I'm a lunatic, like all these things. Like, and man, if you got a comment, just hey, keep it to yourself. I'm just going to delete it anyway. So, what's the point of putting there? Hit skip, go down to the next <laughs> video you want to watch, like fast forward, whatever you want to do. Like, don't bother me with that stuff. Anyway, I get it. You put yourself out there, you're going to get everybody coming out. I get that. But 
you look at it and some people said, I got, I've got everything. Some people say, yeah, that's a lens flare. hundred percent. That's a lens flare. I have other people say, look, I've been working in the, in the film industry for 20 years. That is not a lens flare. That is something there. And the other video I did, uh, my first one, uh, I sort of went by it a little bit too quick and I got that in feedback. So I went back and I did another video after I heard back from a lady named Linda, who is supposedly a psychic and she could see three images in there, not only the face of, of Elvis, but also his mother, Gladys, and, and, and a dog too. And she uh, lightened the image a little bit and she circled it and she sent it to me. So I did another video and that video was linked in the description of my original original video. And you can see it a lot better. And there is definitely something there. And, and you know what? I've had people say, ah, oh, that looks like Andrew Dice Clay. That looks like, you know, Ringo Starr. <laughs> How do we really know on this side? You know, maybe they're trying to come through. And maybe to our human eyes, we can't see it as much as they intended us to see. Who knows? Like, who knows this stuff, right? All these people think that, man, they know the word of God. And some people say, oh, it's the work of the devil. Don't look at it. Uh, like, how do we really know in this, uh, you know, these earthly beings that we we are, what it really is? But there is definitely something happening there. Incredible. So uh, that's it's really so to tell you a little bit about how we experience this. And, um, you know, we're having some fun with it because it is kind of fun or whatever. But truly, <laughs> I had watched your video before we went. To Graceland. We went in July of 2022, and it's odd that July 2019 is when you took your picture. So, so there's something to do with the month of July. Um, we took a picture of me, and it, and it was after I had explained your video. And in the background, same thing. There's like, uh, it, it's not a lens flare. It's some. It's not a digital artifact. It's some sort of uh, other thing, an orb or something in the trees. And, and seriously. That's when we started flipping out. We were like, there's something to this. So that's why we wanted to speak to you. Um, you know, we have all sorts of silly theories or whatever, but what is your, like, in your soul, what do you think that this could possibly be? Do you think that it's Elvis is trapped or do you think that he's just looking down happy at uh, Graceland, sort of watching all the people come through? Like, what do you think it is? Why is he in the trees? My personal opinion, I don't know why he's actually specifically in the trees or not, but I don't know. I think as a spirit, you can go be wherever you want, right? And you can visit whoever you want, whatever you want, what time frame, you know, uh, supposedly time doesn't exist on the other side, right? It's something that's hard for our minds to to get a hold of. But in, in that video, I also explained that while we were there and after I discovered this video on my phone, I said, you know, my family, hey, come and have a look at this. My son said, hey, you're not going to believe this, but when you were touching his grave, I, I wished as, as hard as I could that, man, you are such a big fan that Elvis would show himself to you in some sort of way. And I, I believe he did. Like, you know, I've had a guy recently say, uh, comment in my video, you're some schmo from British Columbia. Why would Elvis, of all people, show himself to you? You're just some schmo in some schmo town. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why this happens or what, but... And, you know, it's great that that guy has it all figured out, right? <laughs> well, it, I, it. I, it's, it is a great way to put it. In. It's probably <laughs> because he showed himself to you because you believed. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. it. So, you know, I, I don't think he's trapped. I think he's, you know, he really appreciates 
you know, the fans still, you know, and that's the, that's the biggest thing sort of, he was always worried about when he was alive, you know, even as early as when he went to the army, he thought he was going to be forgotten. He was going to come back and everybody's going to forget about me while I'm gone. And, and my career is going to be over. So he did everything he could to uh, show the fans how much he appreciated them. He would meet them at the gates. He would sign autographs. He would be interrupted. He would, no problem. He would do it as often as he could. So I really think uh, that's really in his soul just to keep everybody happy. And I, I bet you, you know, I believe there's another side. And if there truly is, I, I believe he's looking down and as proud as can be is the legacy that he has left here on earth. Beautiful. Reeves, what are your burning questions? My burning questions, you know, um, well, first of all, you've had uh, other experiences with ghosts. Uh, I, yes. you, you, I, I, I remember you saying you were going to the Marshall House also uh, on that trip looking for orbs, uh, I believe you mentioned in the video. Uh, yes. I'd love to know a little more about that and your connection with the other side. Well, I, I, we didn't find anything at the Marshall House. That was our second time staying there and nothing. I mean, I know it's truly haunted and we tried and tried many different things of taking photos different times of the day, even at pitch dark in the, in the night, you know, and, and, uh, nothing, but the other full or sorry, the other video that I have on my YouTube channel is one that we believe is my grandmother's or sorry, my wife's grandmother's, uh, ghost appearing in an orb. And why we think that is, is just a video and it's shot just from a cell phone. Our daughter was really young at the time and she came into our bedroom. We're just laying in bed, you know, having coffee, reading a book, whatever. And she wanted to sing the Cindy Lauper song, True Colors to us, and she, you know, innocent little girl. And at the at the one side of our, our bedroom is my wife's grandmother's old writing desk that my wife uses as a vanity and just a, an antique piece of furniture. And as she starts singing, and we couldn't see at the time of recording, it was just, hey, we're recording our daughter singing a beautiful song. But once you replay the video, as she starts singing, her singing is nice and clear and you see this orb rise up from that desk and the audio goes crackly the whole time afterwards while this orb is there and it shines really bright like she wanted to come and see her and experience her singing this innocent little song and shines bright and as she finishes the song the orb goes back down into the desk and you will see that uh, there's no sunshine coming in. I'm not moving the camera in any way to sort of create a, you know, a reflection. I'm holding it as still as I possibly can. You know, there's no other talking. There's no dog. There's no, there's no nothing. So again, I've had people say, oh, you're moving the camera. I can see you're moving it. I'm not moving it. Like, just watch it, man. So yeah. there's so many people that want to believe, but there's just as many people that don't want to believe for some reason. Yeah, now I watched that video uh, that you're speaking of with True Colors and your daughter in the orb. Was that before or after the Elvis experience? Oh, that was before, yeah. She was a lot lot younger then, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder if there's a connection between Cindy Lauper and Elvis. There has to be. There has to be something <laughs> that connects the two. Well, now, I don't you... know. I don't think that's Elvis coming out of the desk. <laughs> you never know. I mean, that would be really something. I mean, the be, desk is made of wood. The life. trees are made of wood. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a there's a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> um, you touched no. upon it really quickly. What was it like to go viral? I mean, was it really was it an overwhelmingly negative experience, or were there some people that truly supported you in your uh you know in your um 
claims and your your findings. Oh, there are lots of people that support me for sure. And right. You know what? Uh, yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know once you put yourself out there, you're going to get everybody coming out of the woodwork. You see that all the time, right? So, man, yeah. I got I got big shoulders. I can handle it. I mean, whatever you want to do. It's just it's really sad and disappointing though when people just want to attack other people for no good reason. You know, uh, my intentions are are innocent. The photos untouched. Take it what you will. And that's why I say in the photo, hey, if you want to believe, great. If you don't believe, hey, that's fine too. I get it. I'm not trying to say that my opinion is the truth and everyone should believe my opinion. It's it's an opinion of what happened and what I see. Uh, that's it, right? So I'm glad I did it. When I actually first posted the video, my, my son, uh, he's 16 now at the time. Uh, he had a YouTube channel. He posts like his gaming stuff and he would come to me, hey, guess how many views I got and stuff like that. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to post this. And uh, we're looking at, you know, the views going up 10,000, 20,000, 30, I think I'm uh, <laughs> almost 800,000 views on this, on this uh, video. And as it was growing, I kept showing every day. So I can't believe that I've been posting stuff on YouTube and I can't, you know, no one's watching my videos like that. How many subscribers you got now? And, and so there's a lot of Alice fans out there and most of them are, are very sincere. Uh, one other thing I want to say, uh, if you don't mind, is people keep messaging me about this Bob Joyce pastor guy. Elvis didn't die. He's Bob Joyce, the pastor in, in Arkansas or wherever this guy is. Mm. Just because he looks like Elvis and he sounds like Elvis and he has the mannerisms of Elvis does not make him Elvis. Look at all the impersonators uh, out there. I mean, uh, I've Orion, seen also Orion, you know, there's, there's so many people out there that sound oh, and look like Elvis. Yeah, man. Like Mark Anthony, for example, he's Australian. He's one of the best Elvis impersonators ever. I saw him in concert and he pulled off 50s, 60s, 70s Elvis, no problem, without a T, everything about him. I don't claim that to be Elvis. You know, like, give me a break, people. Like, it's just, and again, my opinion. Hey, you want to believe he's still alive? Man, I'd be the first one celebrating with you if that's true. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Reeves, yeah. what else you got? Well, I, I would actually like to know a little more about um, Linda, because uh, when I was watching uh, anyone listening, I would watch both videos uh, on Chef Dez's uh, YouTube channel here, uh, because I found the second one um, to be particularly compelling uh, when uh, with the photo of Gladys, uh, Elvis's mother, and the dog. And as you say in the video, the dog, you know, that's maybe a little more of a reach uh, I can see it. You can see uh, image of a dog, but um, the image of Elvis's mother is dead on. Absolutely, uh, I it's uncanny, and uh, I, I would say anyone, um, you know, questioning as you said in the video, uh, the image of Elvis looks a little like Andrew Dice Clay, maybe Ringo Starr. This image of Gladys is just spot on, and uh. So I, I guess I would like to know more about Linda and um, maybe if you have any thoughts about uh, Elvis and his mother in the afterlife, uh, you know, hanging out, looking down on us together, reaching out to the fans at Graceland. I uh, just love to know more. Yeah, well, I just think it's true. I mean, wh why can't it be true? You know, he loved his fans. He loved his, his mama. And man, she just said... Uh, you know, adored him, right? I mean, obviously, Jesse Guerin didn't make it, and this was their only child. So, 
she doted over him and was so proud of him, was so scared every time he had go on the road. So like, why wouldn't they show up together? Why wouldn't they be hanging out in the trees in Graceland? But you know, <laughs> obviously not physically in the trees, but you know what I mean, right? Why wouldn't they? And being over overseeing this whole thing. I mean, uh, supposedly, I mean, there's still rumors. People say, oh, Elvis really isn't buried there. He's buried in a secret location or whatever. I, I don't believe that to be true. Um, so if his, and I go, and I get that, you know, our physical bodies are no longer connected to our spirits and stuff like that. But if his physical body is there and his mother's physical, I should say remains at this point, obviously remains are there, then why couldn't that be them, you know, over, overlooking the fans and the, and Graceland and taking it all in? Why not? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So to to uh, slightly not switch gears, but to uh, talk more about you and your career, uh, Elvis had a great connection to food, and you're a chef. What uh, are some of your like? What's your origin with being a chef? I've read um, in your bio that at 13 you made your first full meal for your family. Chef, uh, 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 what is it, Larange? Larange. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, what 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 was your? How did you get started with uh, cooking and things like that? Yeah, well, first of all, you could tell how how old I am because I mean that used to be a gourmet dish, duck à l'orange. Everybody used to <laughs> yeah. you know, talk about that. So in my mind, at 13 years old, hey, I'm gonna make this right, and I just used to experiment with food. My mom, um, she was a single mom for a number of years, and she had to raise four kids on her own and work full time. And so any chance she could get of getting us kids to help in the kitchen, man, she she welcomed it. So that's where my my passion for food began. Um, when I got older and I was in high school, I thought more with my head than my heart. And I was really good at math and accounting and stuff. So I went into be an accountant. I was actually an accountant for a number of years before I switched gears and decided, no, I, I need to follow my heart and really follow what I want to do for food and cooking. And launched into my career as as an accountant i launched uh, chef des enterprise on the side i had enough uh restaurant experience you know different jobs and stuff like that that i was able to challenge the red seal exam so in canada we have uh the red seal certification that means you're a certified chef or you can have a you can be a red seal plumber or a red seal electrician that's sort of our our uh trade degree that you can get sort of say and so I, I'm certified Red Seal chef. I decided just to launch my own business, just going, doing like private dinner parties in people's home. I didn't want to go and, you know, flip burgers after I worked a whole day at the office, you know, being an accountant. So I just wanted to do something on the side. It didn't really take off very much because there's only a certain, you know, market for that private dinner parties where a chef comes into your house. So I started teaching at the local community schools and stuff like that. My classes started selling out. So I started writing columns in the local newspaper. And all it took was me just calling the local newspaper and say, hey, you haven't got a food column in your paper. <laughs> and they're like, no. And I said, how many of your readers do you think eat food? You know, like probably all of them. How about we give them some ideas to what to make for dinner? And they said, hey, great, send me some samples. So how I built my column right across Canada and actually uh, through Washington State a little bit was just simply that, approaching newspapers and say, hey, look, I'm willing to give you a column for free. I'll send you a new one every every two weeks with my, my, my image, my picture, and you have to put my website, my picture, and call it Chef Jess on Cooking. Other than that, you can do whatever you want with it. And so that grew. My classes started selling out. I started doing... Uh, classes in many different locations, you know, cooking shows, 
And basically June, 2008, I quit my full-time day job as an accountant and started doing this full-time and I haven't looked back since. And it's, it's just been phenomenal. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I don't make any fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches or. Well, yeah, that was my next question because yeah. um, Yuki Nakamura, uh, my my associate and I, we started a cooking show because I've always wanted to get better at cooking. I know a few things like how to make a good omelet or a Sunday sauce, but yeah. um, I have a cookbook called Are You Hungry Tonight, which has all of Elvis's favorite recipes. Piece. Awesome. So awesome. Good I, for you, man. Yeah, I cooked for uh Yuki. I did two, uh, I don't know if it's gonna be released by this time, but I did two things, the peanut butter and banana sandwich didn't come out that good. I burnt the toast. <laughs> and um, but the meatloaf I made, he gave me a 10 out of 10. And awesome. uh yeah, so it's our Yuki hungry tonight. So okay, so have you cooked any other of Elvis's favorite recipes, or it's just you know, that's the, that's the famous one, the peanut butter and banana. Yeah, well, one one I actually have, and I did put it in one of my earlier books, was the Red Eye Gravy. You know what Red Eye Gravy mm. is, right? I, that's in the book, yeah. I yeah, want to yeah. cook that yeah. for sure, yeah. And and I'm telling you now, it, I mean, it's, well, for the people that don't know, it's the fat from a pound of bacon. So you cook your bacon, you know, do whatever you want, eat the bacon, whatever. So you have the leftover fat for one pound of bacon, and you dump in a cup of black coffee, and you simmer it down, and you dip your biscuits in it, whatever. And I'm just <laughs> telling you. Uh, you could put bacon fat in an old shoe, it would taste good, right? And this is phenomenal, addicting. Um, I don't make it often because that's not the first thing I want to put in my body all the time. <laughs> uh, but it is good, man. I mean, bacon fat and coffee with biscuits, come on. Sounds pretty amazing, I got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and simple. A, a monkey could make that, right? What would well, you think about uh, cooking in Elvis's kitchen with the uh, with the carpeted floor? Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, well, carpeted floor or not, that would be my dream come true to cook in Elvis's kitchen. I don't care who I was cooking for. I don't care what I had to make. If I could actually phys physically go in that kitchen and cook in that kitchen, man, I mean, that would be over the top. It'd be the most thing I could ever ask for, not only in my career, but for me personally, as a person, as a human being, as a lover of Elvis. So, man, if you guys got connections that we can make this happen, you never know. Well, I'll I heard my, I'll pay for my flight there and everything. <laughs> awesome. That's good to know. I mean, I heard that the family sometimes uh, is still able to get together and use that uh, the facilities for holidays yes. and things like that, or at least they did in the past. So you never know. Um, but the carpet on the floor, what do you think that that was all about? Was it just the 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 way that they wanted it to look? I mean, that's well, an interesting choice. Yeah, I think it's a 70s thing, right? I mean, I remember being a kid in the 70s and we had shag carpet in the bathroom. Like you look now that's a bad like, idea. Yeah, how unsanitary is that, right? I mean <laughs> we won't go into any details, but I'm sure you can imagine. Well, if you have kids, it's it's gonna be like apocalypse now in there. That's terrible. Well, there's a reason why as kids we put Cheerios in the toilet when the boys are trying to learn how to pee, right? <laughs> <That's> uh, right. <laughs> their aim is not that great, let's no. be honest. No. Even <laughs> some adults, I, I've worked in, in so, a lot of say. a lot of office <laughs> buildings in my time, and uh, sometimes you go in and uh, thank God there's not shag carpet in the bathroom. Yeah, move closer, <laughs> man. It's not that big. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so as a chef, what are some of the best skills to learn starting out either for uh, an amateur such as myself or a professional? What are some skills that you would say uh, that you should start out with? 
there's there's so many there's so many things to learn and and really I'm sorry to toot my own horn but this is the whole reason why I developed my YouTube channel to get people in the kitchen more um, I actually have Zoom classes so I do Zoom cooking and that was stemmed from obviously the pandemic so once the pandemic hit in spring of 2020 all my shows were canceled all my classes were canceled uh, up here everything shut down in british columbia all the businesses shut down the streets were like ghost town you were ordered to stay in your house unless you were going out for necessities and i literally had zero income for two months i was like what the hell am i gonna do like how am i supposed to raise my family so on and so forth and i almost went and got a job as a meat cutter just so i could bring something to the table so to speak right and somebody suggested to me hey why don't you do zoom classes i'm like online like people can't even taste my food like oh, how's that gonna work but i had no choice so you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try it so i did a couple of sample classes hey completely free advertised on facebook they sold out right away because it was free and i thought okay there's something to this and i've never looked back and and through those classes what my goal is to teach average normal people how to cook like a chef how to taste things how to adjust uh, you know how to deglaze a pan i mean there's so many things that you can teach people and i look at it as a very simple thing everyone has a kitchen chances are you guys have a kitchen right now in your home right yeah. chances are you're gonna eat food the rest of your life if that's gonna happen you always have the kitchen there anyway you might as well make an effort to get better at it because cooking's not going away folks it's, it's never going to go away <laughs> you know the only time it's going to go away if you win the super uh, what do you guys call it down there? The Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl lottery, the uh, Powerball. Powerball. Millions. Powerball. Right? Yeah, yeah, Powerball. Yeah. In Canada, so we don't have that. We have a lot of match or whatever. But if you win the lotto and you have a choice then just to hire me to cook for you for the rest of your life, you never have to cook again. But the chances of that are one in millions. So you might as well embrace it. Cooking is not going to go away. You might as well learn to get better at it. So what I do is I really break it down for people through my videos, through my classes, my live classes, and every single live Zoom class that I've done, I also turn it into recording for half the price. So a live class, if you want to join me, chefdes.com, costs you 20 bucks Canadian. I think that's like a dollar US. I'm not sure. <laughs> and you know, you can then get the recording. If you missed a class, you can get the recording for half the price for only 10 bucks. And I still send you the printable recipe. You have access to that recording for 30 days. You could download it permanently or just watch it, whatever you want to do. But it's just teaching those fundamentals and teaching them in a way that's entertaining, but also just really breaks it down. If there's one thing that I'm good at, just I and mean, just going back from feedback, is I can really teach people stuff. Stuff that I know anyway. I can't teach you how to build a deck. I can't teach you how to build a piece of furniture because I can't do that myself. But cooking, man, I can teach it. And there's just so many things, so many things. Uh, I, I can't even make a list for you, John, about you know where should, you should start. There's just so much to learn. All I have to say is take that first step. Well, uh, as you said, chefdez.com and uh, also check out uh, the YouTube page, Chef Dez, D-E-Z. Um, I love the series, uh, If You've Got Eggs, You've Got Dinner. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, That's I'm great. a corporate chef for, for BC Egg up here in British Columbia. And so I develop new recipes for them, do videos, do egg tips. Uh, I love eggs, so it just it's a perfect fit, right? Um, and I'm also the sales rep for Big Green Egg. You guys know about Big Green Egg being in the mm -hmm. U.S., right? 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, big, big green egg sales rep for British Columbia as well. And, and uh, just a great charcoal grill. But, uh, and I have some big green egg videos on there. There's, there's something for everybody on my channel. So if you go to chefdes.com, you click on the YouTube logo there, you'll see my channel and everything I got. Scroll through the playlist. I have a travel playlist. I have, you know, recipes, obviously, egg recipes, other recipes, kitchen tips, uh, Elvis playlist, cars playlist. I mean, there's something there for everybody on my channel. Absolutely. I'm going to make your quesadilla ASAP. That was like so uh, mind blowing to me that it could be so simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, protein in a quesadilla, why not eggs? Absolutely. So Reeves, uh, th thank you so much, Chef Des. Reeves, anything that we missed? Do you want to uh, just anything that you think that we should uh, wrap up with, whether it's supernatural, natural, whatever, Reeves, let us know. Well, I just have one last question. Uh, if you could fix any meal for Elvis, he's 20 feet away in the jungle room. You're in his kitchen. Uh, what would you fix them? What would oh, it be? Man. You're putting me on the spot here. There's so many good <laughs> recipes. Um, I probably, I, man, I don't know. It's got to be something with bacon for sure, right? <laughs> uh, like he didn't eat a lot of greens from what I understand either. Otherwise, I have like a warm bacon dressing that I put on greens that he would just absolutely love. But uh, any, any sort of uh, fatty sort of pork you know, braised pork dish, pork shoulder, maybe pulled pork or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many things that I do that I don't think he would like because <laughs> it's just beyond his realm of, of what he thought is his tastes were very, very simple and in excess of, of all these, you know, red eye gravy and bacon. He'd eat a pound of bacon at a time, I think, and cheeseburgers. And so very good question. I wish I had a better answer for you, but Man, I'm sure I could pull something off. Well, there's an amazing video um, online of Mary Jenkins, his uh, his chef. Oh, yeah, and yeah. She's great. She describes what it was like the first time that she had to make the peanut butter and banana sandwich, uh, the fried one. And um, I guess his final meal was a cheeseburger. So maybe putting bacon on top of that cheeseburger would really uh, make Elvis, you know, happy. There you go. There you go. I would like to think that I could do something a little bit more intricate than just putting bacon on a cheeseburger for him if I ever got that opportunity. But uh, obviously in this lifetime here on earth, I'm not going to have that opportunity. So I don't know if we can cook in heaven or not, but I'm sure going to try. Well, in the afterlife, in the trees, you would never know. We might all join together and have a big, nice uh, sort of supper together. You got it. Cooked by Chef Dez. Chef Dez. Thank you so much for coming. Check them out, chefdezdez.com. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you for having fun with us because, you know, we we are having fun with this, but we also on absolutely saw something in our pictures, and that's why we needed to reach out to you because this became more than just a joke to us. We were showing people at Graceland. We said, look at this picture. This is something here. This is really true. And yeah. some people believed us, and some people didn't. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us, and uh, hopefully we could reach out again with more. That would be great. I appreciate you guys as well. Thanks for uh, reaching out to me. It's been a lot of fun. Take care. You and John, Patreon, the